Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. He's chosen you. And he's chosen me to carry out this work. We're going to talk about that in detail. But I want you to understand this next principle. I want you to write this down because it'll be causing you to think as we get to this. God first works in us so he can work through us. That was the whole purpose of Jesus having disciples for three years. He wanted to make them like him, character, heart, think that way, so they could then minister. When we hear about Jesus' plan to enable us, his disciples, to live like he lived, we sometimes think he must not quite have known what he was talking about. It's easy to imagine the 11 disciples thinking much the same thing when he said he was leaving his work on earth to them. In Pastor Mark's teaching today, he will remind us that Jesus planned things this way all along. The challenge for us is to set aside our fear begin to trust God to mold us into Christ's likeness. As that happens, and we live our lives trusting God, He will work in us and then work through us for His glory. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3, with part 2 of his message, Pursuing God's Purposes for Me Today. Solomon discovered, apart from God, apart from a personal relationship with God, every street of life is a dead end. I want you to write this statement down. This will define for you, if you're not yet a Christian, what you're doing and why it brings no satisfaction. A life filled with purpose begins with a personal relationship with God. So if you're here today and don't have a personal relationship with God, I'm not talking about religion. If you don't have a personal relationship with God, then obviously in your life, there is never going to be any satisfaction and you'll never ever have real purpose. And if you don't have purpose, you can't have meaning. So it's empty. It's just miserable. Now, Paul, the apostle, was one of these guys. I want you to see Romans 1, 1. And Paul wrote many of the books of the Bible. But before he was a believer, he had an encounter with the living God. Look what Paul says in Romans 1, 1. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, notice the word, called. So God called Paul. Called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. Now, how, how did Paul get this calling and what changed in his life? Let's turn in your Bibles, if you will, to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. And when you get there, 
Let me give you a little clue as to what happened in the Apostle Paul's life. Before he was Paul, he was called Saul. As you get to Acts chapter 9, it's the, it's the phone call from heaven. It's the beginning of purpose and meeting in his life. Good to have you. Commons in the overflow area, good to have you. Paul was down a road that we would think, Paul was going down a road all his life that we would think had satisfaction. It was a road called religion. Dead religion. He was trying to be good enough by obeying the laws of God. That's all he knew. Do you realize how many people are in our churches today around the world trying to find God in dead religion? Religion is another dead end. It's, you can never find God by going to church, doing great things. Some of you are here today, I'm sorry to say, I already know it, because it's Father's Day. You show it up to honor your father. That's a great thing. But there's another father you need to be thinking about. He's called God. He's your heavenly father. And he's not interested in your church attendance record. He's interested in your heart. So Paul was going down this road. He didn't believe in Jesus. He was killing Christians. And as he goes down the road, you know the story. Let's begin it in verse 3. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. It was a phone call. And he fell to the ground and he heard a voice say to him from heaven, Hey, Saul, why are you persecuting my believers? This was the call to Saul from heaven. Look at what happened in verse 5. Paul picked up the phone and he says this. Wait, wait a minute. Who are you, Lord? You're not really real, are you? Is this, is this really a phone call from Jesus? You're dead, aren't you? And Saul asked. Look at the reply on the other end of the phone. No, I'm Jesus. I'm very much alive. I'm calling you from heaven. And by the way, you're persecuting me because you're persecuting my followers. And then we get the real call to Paul. Now get up, go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. So the call comes to Paul, and he has to respond to it. That's huge. Later, in verse 15, we see God clarifying the call through another person. Look at verse 15. But the Lord said to Ananias, Ananias was just another believer, now go, go to this man Saul. This man is my chosen instrument, here comes the purpose, to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. So first part of the call from God was the call to salvation. Paul believes now because Jesus is real because he's talking to him. Second is the call to go to Damascus, wait there, and an Ananias comes and he says, I'm here as a messenger from God. God called me this morning. Here's your purpose. You're going to be a witness to Gentiles. Gentiles were pagans. They had all kinds of gods. So you're going to go to them, and you're going to be a witness to the Jewish people as well. And by the way, as you're going, you're going to reach people that are of the low status all the way to kings. Here's my purpose for you. These are my goals. Get on with it. That was Paul's initial call to salvation. 
and then a call to fulfill the purposes of God. Now, this is an important key you want to write down today. Because as you're listening to God's call and God's purposes, how do we combine them? Notice this. God's purposes, his goals for you, his goal for me, come from God's call. See, your purpose in life doesn't come from you going, hmm, I think I'm going to do I'm going to build a business bigger. I'm going to hire four people. I'm going to build seven more buildings. I'm going to make this a franchise. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to get my education. All those things are fine. That's not the call I'm talking about. The call I'm talking about is the purposes that God has for you. Every single one of us, different, unique. God's going to use it. And yet, in many ways, the same. You see, so Paul is on the road of life. That's why he's writing, I press on toward the goal to win the prize, which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. He's on the road of life pursuing God's call, and he's moving forward. Now, some of you I know are already saying this right now. Well, Pastor Mark, that's great. Thanks for the history lesson. Well, this is really cool. But you need to know, I'm never going to be called to be an apostle. Right. I'm not gifted like the Apostle Paul. So it's nice to see that God calls some special people. You're one of those, Pastor Mark. You're called to be a pastor. Wow, that's cool. Thanks. You're using your gift. I like it. But God doesn't call ordinary Christians. No, you're 100% wrong. Every single person receives, every person, Christian or not, receives at least three calls from God. And I want to give you the three calls this morning. And I want you to write them down and understand this. This comes from the scripture. Number one, first call everybody gets is number one, God's call to salvation. We know that everyone is born a sinner, separated from God by their sins. And you know, and I know, after we're taught, no one can get to heaven by being good enough. You see, only forgiven people go to heaven. You look at the life of Paul. He thought he was going to heaven because he was a good Jew and he kept the law. It would never work. He could never keep it perfectly. And so today, the Bible tells us that only forgiven people go to heaven. So what does that mean? Man's greatest need is forgiveness. So if everybody born is born a sinner, because God states this in his word, it's his will that none perish. No matter what you hear people say to you, God never elects a person to hell. His will is for everyone to hear the call. That's what Paul's going to do. He's going to go out throughout the whole world, three missionary journeys, so that people can hear the call that they're separated from God, but they can be saved. They can have their sins forgiven. They can't earn it. It's a gift. That's why I ask you, please, be inviting people. Bring somebody to church with you. They don't understand that they're sinners. They don't understand that they can't get to heaven by being good enough. Most of them are confused with that. They think they're going to get there by good works. So God calls all people to salvation. He calls every sinner to repent. And he, that happens by the sharing of the word and the preaching of the word. That's exactly what Paul was doing. Now, that's exactly what I'm doing today. Some of you have never accepted Jesus Christ. You've never taken care of your sins. 
The only way to do that has nothing to do with the church. It has to do with you repenting, which means you're sorry enough to change, and asking God to come and live inside you. That brings immediate forgiveness. That brings a freedom. And then you start pursuing the purposes of God. I'll give you an opportunity at the end of the service to do that. Every single one of us came the same way. Don't be afraid. It's a step that comes and is initiated with God. Notice on the road to Damascus, who made the first step? God. And God has already called to some of you today, going, Whoa, you mean, Pastor Mike, in heaven? I'm not going to get there because like, I'm a member of Calvary Chapel? No, you won't. Number one, we don't have memberships here. You haven't been coming too long. Number two, well, a member of First Baptist or Presbyterian or Catholic Church, forget it. You're only going to get there if your sins are forgiven. And that only comes through Jesus Christ. So Jesus called out to Paul verbally. And what he said to Paul was, you're not good enough. Listen up. I'm real. I came, Jesus, to die for the sins of the world. So first step is a call of salvation. Now here's the second step. Write it down. Has a little bit of a religious word in it. You can relax. It's this. God's call to sanctification to spiritual maturity. Sanctification simply just means it's set apart for the purposes of God. Write this verse down. I'm going to read it to you this morning. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Now write it down. Colossians 2, you look it up later. Let me read it to you. So then, just as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, so now that you're a Christian... Continue to live in him, rooted and built up, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. So once we're born again, the very next step, God calls us to a life of spiritual maturity or spiritual growth. Over and over and over again in the Bible, we're reminded that God wants us to continue to grow in our relationship with God. So watch me. Watch me. Here's my call to salvation. I accept Jesus Christ right here. Now, I have before me my whole life. At the end of my life is heaven. The prize. We're going to talk about that next week and the following week. What's going to happen when I get there? How do I get there? What's it going to be like? Well, between now and then is life. That's where you're living today. That's where I'm living. I don't know how many years you have left. But between your call... When you started this thing with God, this next step, the call, is a constant call to be more and more like Jesus Christ. It's a call to spiritual growth, sanctification. It never ends. It's an ongoing call from God to be more like him. So that's the road Paul was on. And remember what Paul said, I'll never arrive spiritually. I'll never be perfect. You think he arrived to be perfect? Impossible. But I keep striving. I keep working. Now, remember, all the time I'm doing this thing called life, do I have anything against me? Yes, I do. Me, I don't want to do that. The world, be like this, it's trying to squeeze me into its mold. And last, I have Satan that gives me all kinds of temptations to get off the road. And we fall and we fail. We have to ask forgiveness, we have to set those behind, and we have to go ahead. So what was Paul's primary purpose? What was Paul's primary goal? It's the same one you and I should have. Write it down this morning. Paul says this. 
I want to be like Jesus. In other words, I want the character of Jesus. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, meekness. Then he says, I want to think like Jesus. Now, why would he want to think like Jesus? Because see, the mind of Christ, it comes from the Bible. If I think like Jesus, I'm not going to think like Satan. I'm not going to listen to the world that says, more, get more. Paul says, careful, godliness with contentment is great gain. But the world goes, no, 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 more, more, more. Well, I have to balance that with the mind of God. And then last, of course, to minister, to share the gospel, to touch people's hearts, to go to the homeless, to do all of those things, to go on the mission trips today. All of our, so many people this summer are on mission trips all over the world. Why? For one very important reason. As we travel this path, we understand that that is the very path Paul is pursuing. And he just says this, forget the past, stretch for it. It's going to be difficult. Keep the big man, keep that window in front of you. Good stuff's happening out there. Don't get sidetracked with the stuff in the past. And by the way, as you do this, have a realistic understanding. You'll never be perfect, but just keep moving on. Call number three, God's call to service. You see, as I'm growing to be more like Christ, much of that lifestyle and the growth comes from me serving other people. Serving other people. In Ephesians, just write this verse down, Ephesians 2.10, God said, before you were born, he equipped you to do many good things. Let me read it to you. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now look at me. Before you were born, God called you to serve him. When Jesus stepped on the scene, the very first thing he said early on was this. I didn't come to be served. I came to serve you. See, that goes right against my nature. Serve me. Serve me. Serve me. Serve me. You know, we used to, how many remember, this This will date you. How many remember when you pulled into a gas station, they came right out and served you? How many remember? Now for four bucks, they ought to come out and wax your car. But they don't. So what do we have today? Self-service. I got to get out and do it myself. I don't like that. I want people to serve me. Well, Jesus said, wait a minute. I didn't come for you to serve me. I came to serve you. And that's what our, our Christian experience is all about. You see, when that happens, that's that third call. It never stops. God has a plan and a purpose for us. It's integrated into a larger scope that he's doing in all the world. He loves the world. Lost people matter to him. And since everybody's going to spend eternity in heaven with him or without him, he's chosen you. And he's chosen me to carry out this work. We're going to talk about that in detail. But I want you to understand this next principle. I want you to write this down because it'll be causing you to think as we get to this. God first works in us so he can work through us. That was the whole purpose of Jesus having disciples for three years. He wanted to make them like him, character, heart, think that way, so they could then minister. So the first steps really in our life is inward. 
It's changing who I am so I can be that minister, that servant for God. As I said, we'll unpack that. Now, here's why. Paul says, I'm working toward the prize. The prize is heaven. Now, when I arrive in heaven, I'm going to get there because God's grace. But there is going to be a judgment. We're going to talk about that. And when I get there, I'm going to respond to God for my service. Not for my salvation. That's a gift. I'm going to respond to God for my service and my sanctification. Did I keep growing? Was it put on hold? Did I ever serve anyone? Or did I just want everybody to serve me? And every gift that you have, everything that God has given you, he's already equipped you before you were born. It says he already chose good things for us to do. I'm going to be responsible for that. So you want to know what that is and how that attitude works. And we're going to talk to you about that. So you won't be surprised when we get there. Now, I want to put three things up. Don't copy them. Just look at these. We already covered the first. God's purposes come from God's call. My purpose in life is not for me setting the pace. When I came to Jesus Christ, I became his. He lives in me. Everything I have is his. So he sets the pace. Number two, God's call comes from God's voice. God speaks to us. And number three, God's voice comes primarily from his written word. Most of the truth that's coming to you this morning through my mouth is from God's word. He's literally speaking to you. He's speaking to me. And that's the way we do life. So as you understand that, one of the questions that's going to come to your mind, I know, is this. Well, Pastor Mark, how often does God call me? Should I expect it often in my life? And if I do, how is it going to come and what does that look like? I want to show you a picture and I'll explain what it's about. This is a hotel in Singapore. This is like on the 74th floor or something. I don't even know how high it is. But this is an actual pool. I've been there. And... If you go to the edge, they're on the edge of the pool. It's a zero-edge pool. If you look right over that edge, it's like 50 or 70 stories straight down. How many like to swim in that sucker right now? How many go, you wouldn't even get me in the pool? Let's see your head. Hallelujah. I hate heights. But I want to give this as two illustrations. First, let's say these are all non-believers. In front of them is life. Without God, they're clueless. They see the path in front of them, but they have no way to understand purpose and meaning. Without God, man is clueless. He will never find purpose and meaning. It looks vast. It looks like, wow, the whole world's in front of us. But every road is dead end. Again, if that's you this morning, there'll be an opportunity for you to change that. Pastor Mark reminded us today that God has a purpose, a plan for our lives. He taught that unless we know God, there's no way we'll ever figure out why we're here on the earth in the first place. We were told about King Solomon who tried every way to find a purpose for life outside of a relationship with God and found nothing. Knowing God is the beginning of our real life. We 
We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will conclude the teaching, Pursuing God's Purposes for Me Today. We will learn about the call God has on everyone's lives, not just pastors and missionaries. We'll find out about our need to hear from God. Hearing from God has to be an everyday thing, and Pastor Mark will give us instructions on how to do just that. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast from all of the production team here at Lessons for Living. We want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.